Folks, today I am not preaching a normal sermon. It will also be a little bit shorter than normal. But essentially, this is a time of vision casting for the year ahead. Are you okay with some vision casting, some inspiration, some stirring up for the new year? As an introduction, I'd like to say the following, that during the second half of last year, I began to sense the Lord stirring my heart with a theme for 2024. Initially, everything wasn't in place, and, but I began to sense it more and more clearly over time, and the theme had to do with the next generation. So I just allowed it to brew within me and to develop within me, and after some time, it came together with clarity, and so I want to humbly submit to you today as the Choose Life congregation, I want to humbly submit our theme for 2024, and this is it, the year of Timothy raising up the next generation. Please say that with me, the year of Timothy raising up the next generation. The year of Timothy. Raising up the next generation. Maybe let that sink in just a little. And so I submit to you that I sincerely believe that this is on God's heart for Choose Life in this year. I have a certainty in my heart. It's not like, could the Lord possibly be saying, no. I have a full assurance in my heart and a confirmation in my heart that this is on the Lord's uh, plan and purpose for Choose Life in this year, perhaps even beyond. And I invite you to take a hold of it in your spirit. As a reminder, last year our theme for the year was the favor of the Lord. And that was beautiful. This year we will focus on the year of Timothy, raising up the next generation. So we are planning to preach through the book of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy during the course of the year. I have also asked the preaching team to be ready to help me preach through the series so that we can cover more ground in a shorter time. Sometimes when we do a specific going through a book of the Bible, like the book of Peter, uh, I have chosen to just preach through that myself. This time I felt, no, I want to utilize the preaching team, get more of them involved in it. And so we just want to cover more ground in a shorter time. So Lord willing, we will begin to actually start with 1 Timothy on Sunday, the 11th of February. And we will start with 1 Timothy chapter 1. I encourage you, if you don't have a good study Bible, this is a time to get one to begin to market and highlight it and so on. And so we will start 11th of February, why not sooner? We have one or two things before that and we have uh, Prophet Ed Trout who will be with us the week before on the 4th of February. So we felt the best to start on the 11th of February. And so the Timothy series will undergird and underpin our theme throughout the year. So in terms of that, it's the theme. 
It's going through these two books of the Bible. But there were also some developments that seemed to confirm this theme. And let me mention one or two or three of them. One of the developments that seemed to confirm the theme was that some staff changes began falling into place with our next-gen ministries. Next-gen being kids, youth, and young adults. And so certain changes just fell into place uh, in the timing of all of this. Interesting, they all came into effect from the 1st of January. (laughs) And this is our year for this theme. And we didn't engineer it to be there. It just came into place like this. And in terms of these staff changes, this included some of the following. Firstly, a change in terms of our young adults pastor, where there was a sense that uh, Pastor Simon would be shifting into the adult congregation, and that was the right thing and the right time for him in terms of that. And together with that, Pastor Diana coming on board into that young adults pastor uh, role and, and space, and so That came into effect from the beginning of this year. Another change was the coming on board of a new full-time youth pastor. And so we were excited to announce that my son, Michael Rabert, will come on board as a full-time youth pastor. And... uh, More about that next Sunday. Don't miss next Sunday because he will be ordained and anointed and set apart as a pastor in the church. So don't miss next Sunday, all right? And for the ladies who are very sensitive, bring a tear or two just in case. Not not a tear or two. Bring a tissue or two for the tear or two. Mildred, squeeze out a tear for the Lord. Okay. But then also... A new full-time kids church coordinator also started on the 1st of January, and that is Roley LaRue. And uh, yeah, praise God for that. And so in terms of this, Roley has shown great faithfulness in both kids church and youth over many years, and she is going to be a blessing. We just feel that God has prepared her for this time as Kids Church Coordinator. And so I found the time of the timing of this significance. We also began to notice something in our young people in a new way here at Choose Life. We just began to notice that our young people are starting to get more and more vibrant and visible in the church. And I think sometimes of our midweek worship evenings and There's a new vibrancy and so many young people coming and just ah, sold out to God, want to worship God. I think of uh, young people that, you know, in those midweek worship, just dancing in the front and taking the place over. And sometimes we've seen young people dancing in the front and worshiping and so on. I love that. That is great. Also, Friday night youth, we began to see a new momentum beginning to build there. In terms of our young adult evenings on a Sunday night, we noticed a particular increase in community. Suddenly, the connections and the relationships were starting to be more cohesive. And uh, also just more young people in the church in general. 
And then something else which seemed to confirm this theme is that we received a powerful word from Prophet Andre Bronkost. This was in April last year. And it spoke about God doing a truly wonderful work among our young people in this congregation. And so I'd like to play just this four-minute video to you as uh, this was April last year. Prophet Andre Bronkos shared, he was just about to finish ministering and then suddenly there came this little utterance and he shared a little bit and we just realized this is significant. Can we roll that right now? Thank you. I want to speak to you and end this morning with the attack that's upon the young people's lives. There's an attack right now upon young people's lives, various churches and also in our nation, South Africa. And the attack is there because of the awakening that God wants to bring in the young people. Because of the awakening. And so as, as I stand here this morning, I come against the attack of the enemy upon young people's lives. Every distraction, I command the enemy to take his hands of the young people of South Africa, the youth of South Africa. Every form of confusedness, <laughs> confusion, their minds that's all over the place and running, you know, after everything that moves. I pray that the young people become sensitive to the voice of God, the move of God, and the flow of God. I want to say to you as Choose, as choose Life Church that God is doing something with the youth in this ministry that has not been done in South Africa. That has not happened before. There's an awakening, awakening that's taking place. I can tell you what I see. I see a vision of young people that's on fire. I see a vision of young people that are driven by the love of God. Young people that runs after God, runs after His presence. Young people that are putting everything aside, all the glory of the world, everything that the world has to offer cannot compare to what they've tasted in the presence of God. Choose Life Church and the awakening and the movement that are happening in with the young people will become a place that will be known. Young people will come annually from various churches, various provinces, even international students to come and experience the anointing, the worship, the glory that God is moving amongst the young people in this church. Okay? Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. And so I speak spiritually to every young person right now, those that are here and those that are coming. Don't be distracted by what God wants to do right here. And what's going to happen in the young people's lives will overspill into the mid-twenties, into the thirties, into the forties. And through the young people, every age, group, and generation will be touched in this ministry. Every age group. Don't underestimate what God is doing right now. And so you have created a place. I hear God says, He says, you've created a place for young people to come to know me. You've created a place. You've prepared a place for young people to encounter me. You've created a place 
God says, and now I will bring the encounter. I will bring the encounter. There's young people that are going to walk in here with the wrong motive, the wrong intention. They just heard about this great movement. And as they, as they walk into the presence of God, they are going to be completely transformed, completely loosened. Addictions broken immediately as they walk into the place. The young person that walks into the room will not be the same one to leave the building. There'll be a renewed, transformed young man and young woman that will leave this room. I declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you receive that? We absolutely receive that. What a significant word as a confirmation. As I continue on, I want to say this, this, listen, God wants to bring in a harvest of young people. Do you say amen to that? He wants to bring in a harvest of young people. Now, in terms of statistics in South Africa, the latest census from February 2022 puts the population of South Africa at just over 62 million people, 62 million. But here's the important figure. Listen to this. 52% of our population in South Africa is 29 years and younger. Let me say it again. 52% of South Africa's population is 29 years and younger. In other words, there are 32.5 million young people in South Africa, 29 years and younger. So the significance around this is that there is a vast younger generation that needs to be reached and influenced for the kingdom of God. And we believe that Choose Life has a part to play in this nation in influencing young people's lives. Amen? Now, in terms of what do we see, what do we dream, what are we desiring in all of this and in line with this word and how God has stirred for the theme for the year, We want to declare boldly and unashamedly that we want to see young people on fire for God, burning for God, on fire for God. We want to see young people who are hungry for God's presence and they are full of the Spirit. We want to see a younger generation who is serious about God, also who know the Bible and want to seek God first. They don't want to seek their career first, their studies first, their girlfriend first. They want to seek God first. Major key in life, if you put God first, the other things all fall into place. We want to see a younger generation who know their identity in Christ. They are not confused by the confusion in the world. They know who they are because they take their cue from the word of God. We want to see younger generation who are free from bondage, free from addictions, and free from the chains of sin, because if Christ sets you free, you are free indeed. He has come to set us free. We want to see a younger generation whose passion, would you say the word passion? Passion. Say it a bit louder, passion. (laughs) Whose passion for Jesus affects our entire congregation. Every age group is being affected by the passion for Jesus in the younger generation. We want to see more young people who are serving as volunteers. They're serving in terms of worship, 
in terms of ushers, TV crew, evangelism, welcome team, etc. We want to see more of our young people who are saying, hey, I'm going to be a life group leader. I'm going to be an assistant life group leader. I'm making myself available to also be a shepherd. And you might say, no, maybe I have to be old to do that. No, you don't have to be. We want to see that, life group leaders and shepherds. We want to see more young people who are earnestly praying for the church. They're not leaving it up to some other people in the church or some of the grannies in the church just to do that. But they're saying, I'm going to pray for my church. I'm going to pray for the ministries in this church. I'm going to pray for my pastor and his wife. I'm going to pray for the church. Now listen also, we want to see adult members and senior members who are mentoring younger people. There are so many of our adult congregation. You've learned so much. You've read so many Christian books. You've attended Christian courses. You have a lot to give, but you're not giving it out to the younger generation. And I want to say to you, come on. There's much for you to give. We dream of seeing you mentoring the younger generation. Also, you know what? We want to see grandparents who are overjoyed to see their grandparents, sorry, their grandchildren on fire for God and sold out for God. And so much so that the grandparents in this church, they just want to get, you know, like children, their grandchildren, and also those that are in the age group of youth and young adults, they want to see them involved here because they know that the young people being on fire for God can change so much. If you are a grandparent in the church today, I want to encourage you, get a vision of seeing your grandchildren worshiping God in front on fire for God with tears streaming down their face because they have encountered the risen God and they are on fire for God. Come on, can somebody get more excited about that? And so you want to see your young people encountering and meeting with God. You want to see them in the front here, jumping and worshiping God. And you know what? All of a sudden, then the sound being a little bit too loud doesn't bother you because my next generation is going after God. Just in terms of the aspect of heritage, when Choose Life started 18 years ago, many mature believers, uh, older folks and so on, joined the church, and I believe that this was joined Choose Life. I believe this was because they had an affinity to my dad's ministry, and as a result, they probably felt drawn to be with us. Having said that, over the years, Choose Life Church has gradually become younger. That's the fact. And the average age in Choose Life Church has slowly but surely been coming down and down and down and down. And I want to say this, listen, now is the time for a harvest of young people in Jesus' name. Now is the time. It's the time to see an influx of the next generation. Amen? Amen. But I also want to say this and reassure our adult members. Let me say to you as the adult members, I'm not going to say from which age we're going to look at you as that, but anyhow, you know. Some of you know you've been younger longer, and we're not going to say your age, you know. But in terms of this, we will not neglect our adult congregation. Absolutely not.
We have a shepherding model that is solid and that remains fundamental to how we operate. We will also not neglect our seniors in the congregation, those that are 65 years and older. We have a vibrant seniors ministry, we really do. And our seniors will always be well cared for and we will always honor them as elders, so to speak, in the church. And so be assured of that, that we will honor our adults and our seniors. But at the same time, I have to say to you, child of God, God is saying, it's time. God is saying, Kenako, it's time for the year of Timothy raising up the next generation. Unapologetically, I say that to you. It is time. Kenako, it is time. Now, who was Timothy and what was his relationship with Paul like? And I'm going to share this and then uh, draw to a conclusion shortly after that. Just stick with me for a few moments here. This is important vision casting. But so here you have Timothy. Everyone say Timothy. Timothy. Now say Paul. Paul. Okay, so who was Timothy and his relationship with Paul? What was that like? Well, Timothy was one of Paul's co-workers. He was part of Paul's dream team, and he was also a young man. Timothy came from a strong heritage of faith. He had a faithful mother, Eunice, and a faithful grandmother, Lois. And as I've studied in preparing so far for First and Second Timothy, I've noticed that it seems as though Paul was impressed by Timothy's passion for God. And his devotion for God. I believe that that's how young people in Christ should live our lives. That it is evident to the older generation, wow, there is a zeal, there's a passion here. And so Paul must have like taken note, this guy, there's something in him. He's going to go places. And do you know that Paul, uh, sorry, Timothy was probably in his late teens or early 20s when he joined Paul's team. So that's between, let's say, 16, 17, and 25 years of age. So let's say 17 to 25. Raise a hand if you are in that age category. Raise nice and high. If you're between 17 to 25 years of age, you are the same age as the age Timothy was when Paul was writing to him. Interesting. Paul mentored Timothy for many years, and so Timothy became a true spiritual son in the faith. Later on, Paul would send Timothy on missions trips to various churches, even as a young man. Specifically, listen to this, Paul sent Timothy to Ephesus. Everyone say Ephesus. He sent him to Ephesus to confront the church and restore sound doctrine and this is where the book of 1 Timothy comes in because Paul is writing to Timothy and giving instructions on how to handle the challenges in the church. But here's the amazing thing. Let's say at that point in time, Timothy was 22 years of age. Can you imagine being sent at 22 years of age by Paul 
because he sees that God is in you and you are powerful in God and he sends you to this church in Ephesus and he says, go sort out the harikari there, all right? Go sort out the nonsense there. Go sort out the wrong doctrine. Establish sound doctrine again. And I believe that there needs to come a new boldness on the young people that are under the sound of my voice. Some of you are 20 years of age and you are petrified of leading a life group. Whereas Timothy, he was going out there to a church and he was sorting out the nonsense. I challenge you to stop being so fearful. Stop saying, well, I can't be used by God. Oh, yes, you can. If Timothy could be used by God, so can you be used by God. You say, I'm too young. Stop making that excuse. Stop making that excuse. Please tell the person next to you if they're young, stop it. <laughs> stop making that excuse. It's not cutting at people. We also see that Paul gave Timothy a lot of practical advice into how to run the church, how to lead a church successfully. Paul also gave Timothy a great deal of personal advice on how to live for Jesus effectively. And so here Paul is representing the older generation. How many Pauls do we have here? And by the way, this is not a gender thing where you have to be a man, no, no. We're talking about spiritual fathers and mothers who will look after the next generation. And so Paul represented the older generation while Timothy represented the younger generation. And it would seem that Paul mentored Timothy out of a real heart of love for him. He wanted to see Timothy excel in serving God and excel in leading the church. Now, here's something that I wanna say and I wanna lay emphasis on this. Listen to me, everyone. It is necessary for the older generation to mentor the younger generation. We might never have heard about Timothy unless Paul took an interest. He noticed that man. He began to develop that young man. And so I wanna say it again. It is necessary for the older generation to mentor the younger generation. And so I call upon, under the power and anointing of Jesus right now, I call upon our older members, our Pauls, to identify a young person, a Timothy, and begin to take interest in them, begin to love on them, begin to guide them, begin to shepherd them, begin to mentor them, and begin to pray for them. And maybe it can just start off with a cup of coffee. And so in this theme for this year, I wanna say to all the Pauls out there, you have a responsibility to fulfill. This is in part gonna be fulfilled as you begin to say, I have to start looking out for the next generation. Now, in 1 Timothy, we will cover a bunch of things. I'll just read them to you quickly. We will cover things like sound doctrine, the grace of God, poems of exaltation. There's three of them in 1 Timothy. We will cover things like corporate prayer, qualities of church leaders. Here's a good one. Standing tall as a young person in Christ. In 1 Timothy, we will cover things like how to treat people. We will cover purity. We will cover godliness and contentment. And lastly, we will cover fighting the good fight of faith. Now, let's end off with a brief passage from 1 Timothy. It is on your screen. Let's bring it up here. 
Here's a lovely little nutshell. It says in 1 Timothy 4, verse 12 to 16 in the NIV, now listen, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Are the young people listening? Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. You know what? As a church leadership to the younger generation, we are saying, Go for it, please. Go for God. Go for it. Get on fire for God. Get involved. Let God use you. Say, God, here I am. You can use me. And don't let people look down on you because you're young. You might be 19 and you feel, no, you know, you've got to first like go study and do stuff and so on. No, right now, God can use you. And I want to say to you, young people, we are behind you. We want him to encourage you. Please go for it. Please, please, please go for it. And we'll stand behind you. We'll have your back. And sometimes there'll be mistakes that get made. We'll do our best to love on you and coach you and guide you through those mistakes. But do not let anyone look down on you because you are young. Can I hear an amen? amen. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, this is Paul speaking, until I come, Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, there's the Bible, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect the gift within you, which was given to you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Verse 15, be diligent, young person, in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and your doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Folks, this is solid input from the word of God and there is a lot more to come. And so I say to you, as I'm drawing to a close, I say to you, our theme for the year and we declare it into the spiritual realm is the year of Timothy, raising up the next generation. Say it with me. The year of Timothy, raising up the next generation. And I encourage you, let us take hold of it in our spirits. Now, come on, give the Lord a big hand of praise. Amen. Come on. We're going to take possession. Please, would you stand with me? Let's stand together as we pray. I do apologize for having going a few minutes over time, but it was crucial that we had to have that salvation altar call, amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word to us. Let him who has ears hear what the Spirit says to the church. And so now we tune in and we take a hold of it in our spirits. And we say yes to your word, yes to what you have spoken. We say, Lord, for those of us that are the Pauls, help us to father and mother the younger generation. To those who are the Timothys, the young men, the young women, would you please help us, Heavenly Father, to not be intimidated, but to believe who you've called us to be. You have not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
We dedicate this theme and this year into your hands, believing you for great things. And all God's people say aloud, amen, amen. amen. God bless you, everybody.